and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Destiny Adato. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. And I apologize in advance. I have a little bit of a cold this week, so I may cough or be all phlegmy and weird. And since we don't have enough money for cough buttons, uh, I will just be coughing into the room. Um, I uh, may also be phlegmy and weird. But entirely unrelated. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, so we took off last week. Yes, uh, you went to South America. Right? Yes, I did. How, um, how was that? It was good. I um, I wasn't sure I'd be allowed back in, uh, whether or not there would be a United States when I returned. Yeah. Uh, and it was touch and go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you picked a good week to take off because very little happened. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I was joking before that, like, strap in because this is going to be a long episode. Yeah. And uh, I think we could release, like... Eight episodes in the uh, with the amount of like stuff that happened in the last week. <laughs> yeah, you know how like PBS has like Watergate or whatever, and it's yeah. like an eighteen part series, and like you know part one, nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy, the 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 groundwork is laid right. Part part like one mm. will be like four forty five <laughs> yesterday <laughs> to like. 5 p.m. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so with all that being said, um, we're not going to start off with crazy Trump tweets because uh, all the crazy Trump tweets fit into all the other stories that we have. Right. And that's too bad because I totally wrote a song this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't use it, though. That's a shame. Yeah. I, had I wish. The theme song. Uh, oh, man. You got to be a real OG listener to get that this yeah. is even a bit and not uh, me just being weird. Uh, but uh, let's get into the things... Because there's so much to talk about, let's do a quick list of things that we're not going to talk about that in any other given week that was not part of this administration, we'd be talking about exclusively. Right. So uh, to start us off, um, uh, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions um, is a real person's name and not just a bunch of Confederate generals (laughs) who shot each other accidentally. Uh, Jefferson... No, but he is a chicken dressed as a bunch of Confederate generals. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, Keebler Elf, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, um, uh, uh, came out of his magic tree Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a few days ago and declared that he was going to roll back uh, Eric Holder, the the attorney general under Obama for at least part of the Obama administration. He was going to roll back uh, Holder's recommendations on uh, sentencing and uh, promote maximum sentences for everyone who is accused of a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is literally nobody <laughs> who thinks this is a good idea except right. people who scream at their television. Uh, or, or who don't understand what the, what the law is, because basically the exception that Holder made was he's like, look, if the person's not part of a gang, they're not affiliated with like a cartel or something like that, uh, you know, if they're basically just like a dude who made a mistake, don't go for the max sentences. If they are, you know, if they're part of a cartel, go nuts. Right. And um, <coughs> Holder uh, also, like, made the point at the time, and the point has been continued to be made, that um, when you go for the maximum sentence, you basically assure that somebody who is poor 
goes to some amount of jail, even mm. if they are innocent, which happens all the time. People who are innocent get accused of crimes. Ask Donald Trump. And uh, Yeah, they, they had a statistic that came out the other day, yeah. and we, we're not talking about this, so we should move on very quickly. Sure. But um, 97% of people who get tried for these types of offenses um, take, a, take a plea deal. Yeah, they take a plea because they, they, they weigh in their head, I can fight and I might go to jail for 30 years, or I can take the plea and go to jail for a couple years. Right. And, and that, I'm innocent, but I uh, can afford a pretty shitty lawyer. Yeah. Uh, now, that statistic was the same before and after the Holder thing. So really, all you're doing is saying, like, all those same people will just go to jail a lot longer than they did before. Exactly. So that's great. Good job, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. You are bad. Um, so hopefully, um, people just won't do it. Yeah. Uh, Homeland Security is filling out. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got like some of the Finally, somebody really well qualified. Yeah, they got somebody very well qualified for an assistant secretary position. Sheriff Clark. Oh, good. Sheriff Clark. Can you remind everybody uh, of his credentials? Um, he, well, he, uh, run, he runs a, pr- a prison. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, where people die a lot because he turns off the water. Oh, well, that doesn't seem like the type of person yeah, you would like want. Six people have died in Sheriff Clark's prison. And so I, I thought you said he got hired by the government and not thrown in jail. Is the that previous? Government, did you did you did you say the wrong I, words? No, no, no. You're probably thinking of the, de- the, the Department of Justice under Obama, which was uh, investigating him. OK, but then they decided they decided no. Not bad. We need more of that. Yes. We need, I mean, look at everybody else in this government. They're all under investigation. Let's find some more people who are under investigation <laughs> to put in our government. That's a good idea. Yeah, right? It's a fucking clown car of investigation. <laughs> uh, well, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, Sheriff Clark. We're not going to talk about you in any other detail because we got to move on and also because right. you are gross. Right, but don't worry. I'm sure we will talk about you in the future because I'm sure you'll do something incredibly awful yes so <laughs> that implies that he hasn't already um no i'm, I'm saying a future yeah, incredibly uh, awful uh, thing oh yeah yeah no right I mean, we try to stay in the present yeah here. we're all about the we, now we're we all are, about the we last are mindful people yeah you're practicing mindfulness um so uh moving right along uh seth rich is in the news um a, seth rich a former dnc staffer a former dnc staffer who was murdered in dc uh he was killed about four in the morning one morning coming home from a bar in D.C. Tragedy. Um, relatively low-level staffer, but people were pretty broken up. He seemed like a pretty nice guy. Um, uh, young. Um, and it sucks. And it especially sucks for his family because the murder has not been solved. There are a bunch of robberies in the area. Uh, D.C. Metro Police think that, uh, officially anyway, think that... Um, he was probably killed in a robbery gone wrong. Well, Dave, that that sounds like a sad story. Is that I'm? Um, no, because uh, should we move he, on to our was, next he was, our next topic? No, because he was working for Hillary Clinton, and of course, everyone who ever dies anywhere near Hillary Clinton becomes fodder for the Hillary Clinton is a murderer investigation being done by the internet warriors from Breitbart. But why would why would Hillary Clinton murder one of our own staffers? Well, according to uh, the, the theory. It's because he was WikiLeaks's um, mole on the inside. He so was, they didn't hack it. It was just this dude. It was just this dude. This dude 
despite Fancy Bear existing and Guccifer 2.0 existing and hacking the DNC, the actual person handing off this information to WikiLeaks wasn't them. It was this low-level staffer who somehow had access to the entire... To everyone's email account. To John Podesta's email account. Exactly. Yeah, he sent like 114,000 according to the... Right. And so this guy handed, uh, according to this theory, handed this off and for his trouble got shot twice in the back by Hillary Clinton personally. Now, I'm going to say this. If I found out that Hillary Clinton was a murderer, I'd be like, yes, makes sense. She's incredibly ambitious and has climbed the ladder of government. Mm -hmm. Sure, Donald Trump has definitely held several heads in a toilet bowl as the last breaths exp- left their 100%. bodies. 100%. Um, th- these people, I have no proof of it, but I do. These people are ambition monsters. I, I, I firmly believe that any of them are capable of murder. But this kid was just a very sad story of a person in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the actual fucking uh, conspiracy theory makes no sense if you peel it back. Further, the person who put this back in the news recently was a private investigator hired by Seth Rich's family. He went on a Fox News affiliate and uh, gave an interview wherein he stated he had information that uh, this kid was in contact with WikiLeaks. That blew up all over the place. One problem. He's now come out and said, I was told to say that by the reporter who I was supposedly the source for. The reporter I was the source for said he needed me to promo the story. So the reporter used him as the source after telling him that the reporter had sources. You follow? But but Dave, it was a slow news day. (laughs) Yeah, nothing was going on. (laughs) Nothing. They're like, yeah. Uh, it, it's been a slow couple of weeks. They had to come up with yeah, something. Had, I mean, when and that's the thing. It's not fake news if you invent it because you don't want to cover the other news. What is it then? It's like super fake news? It's, um, news. <laughs> um, we had one more, uh, and this one is super quick because yeah. I think we're just going to do it. It's just that, um, was it Gizmodo? Gizmodo and ProPublica did a joint thing. Yeah, uh, where they wanted to investigate, like, well, okay, Trump's got a bunch of properties, like, and he goes to them every week. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure that, like, they've done all the best security, considering how important the cyber is to him. Right. You he know, loves, not, I mean, the cyber is, uh, it, it, he, it, the only person who understands the cyber really is Barron, according to Trump. Yeah. But he's got it. He's got a ninety-day plan for the cyber, just yeah. like he's got one for ISIS. Um, of which he spent none of the time focusing on his properties because basically they were like, I could hack it with a cell phone. Yeah, there were a couple things uh, they did. They got a boat, and they went off the coast of, next to Mar-a-Lago and pointed an antenna at it, and were like, "Yep, we can sniff a whole bunch of open Wi-Fi." Um, they checked their IP addresses, found out they weren't using encryption for their login pages. That's super bad. Um, and uh, they also discovered that you can do things like take a boat and get super <laughs> close to Mar-a-Lago or take a car filled with electronics and get super close to Trump fucking properties around the country. So that's really... I mean, he wasn't there. He wasn't there defense. at the time. You know when the best time to bug a place is? No, when they're not there. I'm when they're not there. Well, is it? <laughs> True. Yeah, we'll get, get there. That. But uh, I guess my point is that, like, probably there's somebody watching for the boat when he's there. 
And probably yeah. he's not like logging on to like Mar-a-Lago guest Wi-Fi. No, but I mean, still, Trump doesn't actually use computers. He just uses his unsecured Android. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, I was um, I was sick last week, and I'm still sick. Uh, and I um, I for the first time like called in sick to work. Oh wow! Um, while I was like on you know on location right. for a trip, um, and as I was sitting there, uh, the world decided it was going to entertain me. Yeah. Uh, by uh, <laughs> you know, the whole time I was like. I thought you were in Brazil as, like, text after text is coming to my phone. Yeah, I was just sick. <laughs> uh, and I was watching, like, uh, I was watching a CNN International, because in the, in the hotel I was in, they only had two English channels. It was CNN International and Bloomberg. And I wasn't going to watch Bloomberg, because it was all, like, business stuff. And every, like, 15 minutes, they'd cut to, like, Eye on Africa. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know... The Middle Eastern economy is the fastest growing economy in the world. And we're going to look. And I was like, I don't shut up. Um, because uh, against everyone's better judgment, mm-hmm. Donald Trump fired James Comey. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know that. Right. Um, but I spent, I spent the entire day just riveted to like, yeah, you, oh, my God, this is the best. You were actually my source on that. Like, I was? Yeah, no, I was... I was, I had just gotten home, um, and I was, you know, shaking off the day, putting down all my keys, uh, preparing myself a nice sandwich, and <laughs> sat down. I was like, oh, a text. And it was you. Um, I think it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, like- and then I went to the internet. It was like literally the, the 30 seconds I was not on Twitter that happened. Yeah. Um, um and it was glorious. Uh, he fired Comey. Yeah. And immediately, uh, his staff was like, look, it's because of Hillary. Yeah. Because everything is either Hillary or Obama's fault. They put, they put out a memo immediately. Uh, so over time, it became you know, clearer and clearer what was going on. Uh, but Rod uh, Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, mm-hmm. had been asked by Trump to write a memo. Mm-hmm. Uh, detailing all of Comey's flaws and failures. Rosenstein... Um, two weeks on the job. Two weeks on the job. Doesn't do a whole lot of investigating. Yeah. The memo he puts together, he, like... It, it's it's seen, colloquial. It's colloquial. Like, <laughs> it's hacked together. It's got a bunch of, like, cut and paste from, like, Democratic senators who are, like, being upset about Comey. Um, and it stopped. It stopped short of th- of saying Comey should be fired. Uh, it came pretty close, right? And it's definitely that it's clear that Rosenstein knew what he was being asked to do, and rather than have the balls to resign, he uh, did this. So then, Jeff Sessions was asked by Trump to write a more firm memo. <laughs> And Sessions did. Now, why wasn't Sessions asked to write the first one? Well, Sessions had been recused on All Matters Russian, which Comey was heading up. Uh, But again, according to the story, it didn't really matter because this wasn't about Russia. It was about the fact that That Comey is a bad FBI. That Comey is a bad head of the FBI. That Comey had uh, let the country down by botching the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. I am actually one of the few liberals you will find who has maintained steadfastly 
neutrality on this issue. I, mm. I, I don't think Hillary Clinton has anybody really to blame for her email situation, but Hillary Clinton. And I don't think Hillary Clinton has anybody to blame for Jim Comey taking over the email investigation, but Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that means that Donald Trump should be president? No. But, yeah. But, um, so, so they, you know, Sean Spicer got out there. Uh, ran out into the bushes. <laughs> yeah, Kellyanne Conway got out there. Looking like <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, one of those like women's yellow gloves. Yeah. That's leather that you that you accidentally dunked in water and then left out in the sun. Mm-hmm. That's what Kellyanne Conway looked like. It's like she is slowly having her uh, soul eaten from the inside, and I can't imagine by what. Uh, and, and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who, I'm just going to say it, Saturday Night Live, you missed a huge opportunity to have Bobby Moynihan play her. Fair enough. Yeah. That would have been great. Uh, the thing is, people seem to think that she's, like, better. Um, and the way I view her is, um, you know when, like, somebody gets kidnapped by a crazy person? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and then they're, like, strapped to a bed... And then, like, the wife comes in, right? you know, and you think, like, oh, the wife. Yeah. She's... She's here to help. She's here... No, she's not. She's fully in on the crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... She hired the guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's that, that, how, here's <laughs> how, what Sarah Huckabee Sanders reminds me of. This This will be one of my esoteric ramblings. Okay. Um, Sarah... So, when I was in high school, I had a friend uh, who was this, like, dweeby kid. I won't name him. Uh, but he was this dweeby kid who I haven't seen in probably 20 years, and he probably will never hear this. And if he did, he w- probably wouldn't recognize himself uh, in the story. I'm going to guess his name is Mark. Sure. His name was not Mark, but we'll call him Mark. Anyway, Mark... I'm uh, pretty sure I got it right. Would, um, Mark would like spend his days like in high school drawing, like painting pictures of tanks. Okay. And like... Uh, like uh, uh, like F-14s and stuff like that, painting them, like mm-hmm. full-on paintings of them. He was a big old military nerd and, like, l- you know, loved uh, all kinds of history and stuff. Uh, and as you can imagine, he was very popular with the ladies, like most of my friends and me. Um, but Mark, uh, like, I think midway through my senior year, got himself a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, this is great. Uh, good for Mark. And one day we all went out for dinner and we were meeting her for the first time. And she was a very unpleasant person to be at dinner with. And this line of the night that's always stuck with me, because uh, we were sort of going around the table. I mean, like, and fair's fair. Like, uh, at this point, who knows what she's like? Who knows what any of us are like? I've changed a ton in the past 20 years, literally. Um, but we were going around the table and talking about what we wanted to do with our existences as mm. you do at that age. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be an actor. I'm going to be on TV, <laughs> whatever. Um, and I think Mark was like, I want to go into military intelligence. <laughs> um, and we were like, what do you want to do? Blurg. <laughs> and Blurg went, I want to go into HR because I'm a people person. <laughs> That's Sarah Huckabee okay. Sanders to me. Like, just like that sort of like, yeah, yeah. I uh, want to fire people for a living. So so they all got together and they were like, all right. Yeah. 
Case closed. Case closed. We got this all figured out. Yeah, we got our story straight. Yep. Everybody's out there telling the story. Um, And then, in one of the most unforced errors of unforced errors... Oh, my God. uh, Trump was like, I'm going to go on NBC News. I'm going to speak to Mr. Westerholt. Yeah. Um, I'm going to clear it up. Yeah. Uh, Because there seems to be a lot of confusion swirling. Yeah. All my comms people are on the same page. But there are a lot of angry people who are like, you fired Comey. What the hell? Why would yeah. you do that? Um, and he's like, oh, I I was looking at it and I thought like, this whole Russian thing's a hoax. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I'll fire him. I don't like it. I don't like all this investigating. I will fire him. Yeah. Now. And and I love the SNL. Like, the, you saw the. I, the, I did not. Um, SNL had the, had the, like, that. Yeah. That clip. Um. And uh, the guy playing him, Michael J., was just like, uh, is, it, is this over? Did I get him? Like, is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he like, is thinking, he's like, oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they just continue. Yeah. Because uh, basically, that was it. Like, he admitted, he admitted he to fired, obstruction of justice. He admitted he fired the fucking F- head of the FBI because the head of the FBI was investigating him and he didn't like the investigation. Um... As you can imagine, that caused some trouble. Yes. It especially caused a lot of trouble for Rod Rosenstein. Yeah. The deputy att- attorney general. Um, I, uh, I listened to a podcast called Lawfare. Um, I think I've shouted out here before, but if yeah, I'll shout it out again. Um, they are uh, uh, some of the most like rational thinkers about everything like national security related and foreign policy related. Uh, they really break down these like kind of arcane um, sort of things into like things you can like understand, digest, and um, not have your hair on fire. About mm-hmm. their hair was on fire. Yeah, I, I followed the the tweet, and they're like, "All right, we're just gonna do an emergency podcast." Yeah, <laughs> it was one we'll emergency podcast yeah. or another, and like just screaming that Rod Rosenstein had destroyed his own career. Completely yeah. ruined himself. Uh, ben Wittes is uh, the uh, guy who runs Lawfare. He's a personal friend of Comey's, but mm. he also has known Rod for uh, forever. And when the guy got hired, he was like, this is great. This means that this guy, um, that, that, that Sessions will have a check against him, that there will be... Yeah, a, a, a rational DOJ, and his immediate response was, "I'm so sorry. I was completely wrong about this guy." And I and I think, I think what happened in retrospect is he got played once. Yes. And he's like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, that's not how this is going." But we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I I I, I copy pasted the the tweet yeah. incorrectly, so the the tweet in our little rundowns here is is incorrect. But basically, uh, after that, everybody was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Trump, you said this. Right. And your guys said this. Right. Only one of those can be true. Right. And you were just like, look, you can't. I'm, I move pretty fast. As an active I, president. Yeah. Uh, I'm like Ferris Bueller. You, you, like, yeah. you know, my life moves pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, you, my, my staff can't be expected to get information Right. Um, even though, according to me, I've been thinking about this for months. Right. 
Uh, I could have told them. Right. I could have told them why. But, like, I don't have that kind of time to be talking to people. Even though if you look at my official schedule, there's, there's just giant swaths of time. A lot of golf. Yeah, tons of golf. I could be using that time to talk to my staff. But you know what might be better? If we just do away with these pesky news conferences, and I'll just, like, I'll email you from you time want, to you, time. You want me to, I pulled it up. You want me to read the yeah. full tweet? Let's, let's, uh, let's keep with the tradition of crazy yeah. Trump tweets, even if we're not... You're going to use the song uh, that you worked so diligently I used on. So, di- so diligently. As a very active president with lots of things happening, it is not possible for my surrogates to stand at a podium with perfect accuracy. Ellipsis. Next tweet. Maybe the best thing would be to cancel all future, quote, press briefings, end quote, and hand out written responses for the sake of accuracy. To stand at podium with perfect accuracy? I think I can expect at least that much. Yeah. (laughs) If it's your job. I'm not saying you can't every so often flub a word, but you can stand there. Right. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Uh, Every... We'll cut back to the the press conferences on every other day. (laughs) Sure. You know, or even press conference Wednesday. Yeah. We do one press conference a week. But at that press conference, everything's got to be right. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think he should cancel his fucking press briefings. You know why? We need the White House press corps investigating him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had the thing was he had suggested in a in a different interview, and I was like, yes. Uh, he's like, what if I just did it myself every two weeks? And I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 do yeah, that, please, please, do that, <laughs> do that tomorrow. I'll watch a show of that because I remember the last one you did, oh, and it was a amazing. goddamn shit show. Um, so yeah, so that one was what four days ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> was, uh, what is happening? Um, so. You know, uh, and the thing was, in the letter, he specifically stated, um, you know, uh, thank you for uh, telling me on three, three separate, separate occasions, occasions that I wasn't being investigated. Right. And everybody was immediately like, that doesn't make sense in the letter. No. That doesn't make sense in real life. Yeah. None of that makes any sense do at all. That. Right. Comey didn't say a goddamn word about it. Nope. Um, and in unforced error number 4,500, mm-hmm. uh, Trump tweeted again. James Comey better hope that there are no, qu- no, quote, tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press. Um, Do you think Trump, like, finished that one up and was like, nailed it. All my problems are going away. Gonna eat some ice cream. <laughs> I think he did. And then he heard somebody, like, throw a lamp against a wall <laughs> in I, another room. I, it was... It would be a great sketch for SNL to do of just like Trump in his like in the Oval Office, legs up on the on the resolute debt, just tweeting, and you just hear from off, oh for fuck's sake, or just people running into things, or yeah. just a gunshot, like my God, what the fuck? Right. Why would you do that, you dumb shit? And there was a collective, just like. Jesus you Christ. dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Because everybody was like, oh, do you not know that you, like, have to turn those over? Yeah. Like, if those are real? If the ta- First of all, if you have a taping device, and you, it, it's pretty well known that the Oval Office has a taping device in it, but they never verify it. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, then people can start f- 
foyering. Yeah, the, I mean the the agreed upon like the the way they explain it mm-hmm. now is after Nixon they were like mm. yeah. Uh, uh, we don't have an official like room yeah. taping device. Right. We have a telephone taping device, right? Uh, so that uh, we can transcript our, our right. readouts. But we but you get those. And it's only on the phone that isn't the special phone where we go and we don't we, we and when we when we go to the skiffs and stuff we don't tape those right. and um, yeah no uh, but yeah they record everything of course they do they right. need proof and I don't think that like I don't I honestly think that he didn't know that the Senate would be like oh you have tapes then we want great them. yeah bring it on give them give them give give them. Also, like the ACLU will FOIA that fucking, yeah. like every press outlet will FOIA that. It's um, it's a ama- it's an amazing own goal, especially because Jim Comey is the Jim Comey is a living starched shirt. Yeah, he is six foot eight, all and every inch of it is ramrod up the ass. That man is. Would does not step out of line, uh, and whether you like what he's done in the past or dislike it, whether you think the FBI is legal or 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 a shitty organization <laughs> that that ta- that that has done fucking shitty things for a lot of its life, Jim, Jim Comey is when you think of a G man, a G man, and he <laughs> he made it very well known through friends. That he would love it if yes. there were tapes of these conversations. Please, please do. Please release them. Please. Uh, I would love. I would love. In fact, I wrote some shit down. I, Jim Comey, <laughs> have some stuff I took note of, and yeah. as uh, FBI uh, uh, G men do, he wrote down memos right. of the conversations he was having that were pertinent to the investigation he was running. And then he dated them, and then he sent them to people that he knew and said, hey, on this date, this thing happened. Yeah, and one of them <laughs> contains the information that Donald Trump had him as a guest into the Oval Office. A bunch of people were there. They were all chatting about crowd size because this was a week after the election yeah. and Trump still hadn't given up on the fucking crowd size thing. They're just chatting away, jokey joke. First, Trump asks him for his loyalty. And Comey... Like, yeah, that's not... He's like, I can promise you my honesty. Then Trump tries to lawyer him, really box him into a corner and says, can I have your honest loyalty? And Comey just sort of like, apparently just went, Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, can I go? And, and then <laughs> Trump was like, uh, just a second. Uh, can everyone else leave the room? And Comey, I've heard, had had specifically made sure to never be alone in a room with Trump. Yeah. Uh, because and, and technically, Obama had the same policy. Yeah. Obama never met with the FBI director one-on-one for that very purpose so that there was no chance of ever having a perception of Right. And supposedly Sessions was like, maybe I, I, should, I should stick stay? around. And, yeah. and Trump's like, no, go, you leave, yeah. me Trumpy. And then Trump says to Comey, can't you drop this thing against Flynn? And Comey's like, well, no. And Trump's like, but please, please, 
because we're besties and you gave me your honest loyalty. We like right. didn't he, our didn't the, didn't the handshake we where we cut our hands and, and shook didn't that mean anything to you? And Comey's like, I didn't do that. You bled on me. Um, and Trump's like, Oh come on, he's a good guy. And Comey's like, I agree. He seems like a very nice man, but I I have to follow the investigation. Yeah. Now, um, people close to Trump say, uh, first it was like, no, nah, no, that didn't happen. Uh, no, it didn't happen. Uh, even though like Trump Jr. basically was like. Yeah, it did. Because uh, they're always saying the thing you're not supposed to say. Yeah. Um, people, people are like, yeah, if he said it, it was a joke. Because a lot of times, what you'll do when you're with a bunch of people right. is you'll be like, hey, everybody leave. Because I want to tell this joke right. to just this one guy without you guys being here. Because that's how jokes work best. Right. The when it's just you staring in the eyes of another human the being. The best part of the past two weeks as a comedian, has been learning about how jokes work. Yeah. Because we've gotten so many people being like, no, 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 no. Don't you understand how jokes work? Yeah. They're only told in situations where you swear a room to secrecy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then there's been another uh, rumor of a memo that uh, where he wrote about the fact that Trump was like, hey, if I wanted to, like, lock journalists up, yeah. like, could you do that? He was like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, but, like, what if I really didn't like those journalists? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, so all that happened in the Oval Office. Yes. Um, what else happened in the Oval Office? The next day. The very... <laughs> well, Don, uh, the, the day after he fires Jim Comey, because Jim Comey was running the Russian investigation... As he admitted, Donald Trump decided to celebrate with some caviar <laughs> and Russians in the Oval Office. But what Russian? I mean, like... Uh, the two Sergeys, Lavrov <laughs> and Kislyak. Kislyak, you'll remember, as the guy who got everybody in trouble. <laughs> Literally every member of... Manafort, Sessions, Flynn, Trump... All have forgotten that they met with Kislyak right, but at various points on, on the campaign trail, and, ha and all of them have suffered fallout for it. So, of course, Trump has Kislyak into the Oval Office. Now, now we but, should but mention he, yeah. he was very transparent about it. Yeah, it was technically on his schedule. It was technically on his schedule, though Kislyak was never named, and the only reason we know about it is because he had a Russian photographer with him who took pictures of it and released it to the American press. Right, which, just to be clear, because the story was confusing. Sure. Um, when that happened, um, what had happened was, uh, not Kislyak, but I think the other guy, Favreau, uh, uh, was like, look, I have my personal photographer here. Right. Um, we agree, we don't want press here. Right. But I have my personal photographer. Is it cool if he just takes some pictures? And Trump, being a master negotiator, who you're never going to get anything by, is like, sure. Right. And it turns out, total lie. Right. And here's the best part. So they lied to Trump and lied to the White House staff and were like, they brought in this photographer. They brought in a bunch of Russians. They took pictures of everything. They took pictures of the Oval Office in a bunch of different ways when it hadn't been, like, sanitized and um, also had a bunch of people in the Oval Office who were, like, sticking, like, 
microphones under every surface, I'm sure. They, they then re released those photos to Russian press and to the press in general, breaking their word. Yeah. And instead of trying to put the best possible spin on it or be like, no, we didn't. It was fine. We don't care. Trump's people were like, they lied to us. As if that makes them look like victims <laughs> as opposed to fucking idiots who got played in yeah. the like cheapest and stupidest way. But I mean, here's the thing. Like, the optics were bad, you know, but no harm done. Right. No, Russians no, came no, to visit. No, no harm done. No, no harm at all. Well, except if you're an Israeli spy inside of ISIS. I mean, here, there's a lot of harm done there to begin with. But I mean, if you're an Israeli spy inside of ISIS, first of all... Good on you, man. I do hope they declassify you, like, when you're home so that you drink in every bar for, forever for free. Yeah. Like, quite frankly, if you... I mean, I don't, I don't have the end say in this, but if, if you want to do my wife, my God, man, she's gonna listen it, to that. As thing. long, as long as she's cool with it, I'm cool with it because Jesus Christ, the stones on you. Yeah. Uh, so the point is, he um, in that meeting yeah. uh, revealed classified information that like people in our Senate aren't allowed to know. Yeah. Uh, people like in most of our government aren't allowed to know. Right. But like. The Russians revealed stuff about the Israelis um, that would negatively affect places well, like Iran. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. Here's, um, most of our overseas operations in intelligence happen with foreign liaisons. That's just the way that works. Um, we have a like, big footprint intelligence and smaller countries have very small targeted intelligence. So it makes sense. You know, we come in, we have like the wide screen and they have, they have the, the small, the small ball. Um, that was a very mixed metaphor, but you get my point. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is these liaisons can choose not to work with us. Yeah. This is, this is, and, it, and if we get, and, and his initial thing was, well, I didn't give them enough information for you to track down who it was. Right. Well, I told you it was the, like, I, I think he even said, like, I didn't necessarily say it was the Israelis. Right. But, 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 but it was in the press 24 hours later. There, I, think, I think, honestly, the Washington Post embargoed it for 24 hours to give the Israelis time to get their man out. Right. Would be my read on it, because 24 hours later, the Washington Post ran that this was an Israeli asset in ISIS who had been put, who had been put in danger. And according to CNN, they had known that for weeks. Yeah. And the and the uh, uh, and the and the White House was basically like, you can't tell anybody that because it endangers the life of right. that person. So even though you know who it is. Right. You can't say anything. You can't say anything. The and. Fucking Trump, part of his justification, should we just read the fucking tweets? Yeah, uh, but, like, along the way, like, when they said, like, oh, it wasn't a big deal, um, there were reports that basically, like, there was, it wasn't McMaster's, but it was, like, 
one of the people that worked for him, yeah. like read the transcript yeah. of what was going on and was like, holy fuck, what? Yeah. And like ran, ran like CIA, breakfast club style. Like, yeah. Yeah. And was like, guys, guys, like. Shut it down. Shut it all yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, like, and this is, if you believe that intelligence is good, which is an open question, mm. but if you believe that the American intelligence um, uh, needs to partner in certain ways with foreign intelligence services for national security, this is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> because those foreign intelligence services are going to stop working with us. Our own intelligence services are going to have an open question about what they should share with the president and how. Right. But, but like, mistake made. Mistake made. Right. Uh, and I'm sure he was like, you know what? Live and learn. My bad. My bad. Nope. Like, he went on Twitter. <clears throat> As president, I wanted to share with Russia, parentheses, at an openly scheduled White House meeting, close parentheses, which I have the absolute right to do, facts pertaining, <laughs> ellipsis, to terrorism and airline flight safety, humanitarian reasons. Plus, I want Russia to greatly step up their fight against ISIS and terrorism. So, a point I read about that last point. Mm-hmm. Why would knowing this change what Russia is doing at all? I mean, it, it could potentially help them within the confines of their their country, but... Not really. I mean, like, look. Russia knows that ISIS is bad news. They, oh, don't, okay. they don't need the specific intelligence that Donald Trump had. Donald Trump could just say, we have intelligence that says that ISIS is bad news, and they'd be like... Yeah, we know. Right. I, I think in this case, this particular intelligence, we all we had seen the stories of the laptop uh, yeah, yeah. bombs. Yeah. And I think in this case, he was explaining like how they actually work, so that you can uh, best try and foil the any any path related to it. Because if you understood how they were transforming a laptop into it, um, then you could stop it. So in theory, it would allow Ru Russia to protect itself from said attacks. Well, here, I mean. Count, uh, pushback on that would be Russia knows that we're shutting down our airspace to laptops coming in. It knows we have a reason. Yes. It but can choose to honor that reason or not. It can choose to do whatever the fuck it wants, but it doesn't need to know our specific intelligence, especially because Russia is partners with Iran. But it, it does need to know it only in the sense that like, it's unrealistic to say you can't bring a laptop on a plane it's not it's not unrealistic to say um you can't bring a laptop into uh into the into the air into the main cabin the airframe yeah so, but like so explaining how like if you were to put it into into cargo right, how it, it could still be a bomb would be relevant right um the thing about that of course is that laptop batteries sometimes explode <laughs> and the cargo hold is next to the gas but yeah. regardless the um, the exact mechanism, whether or not he was sharing the exact mechanism of how these things work, he shared where we got this information from, the town we got this information from. He shared a lot of unne unnecessary details that definitely could have been used by savvy operators like Lavrov and Kislyak to figure out who slipped this info, where they were located, and what kind of asset they were. 
And that puts that person's life in danger because Lavrov and Kislyak are, are definitely li- going to tell people. Are definitely going to tell people like Iran, Israel's hated enemy with whom they are working on Syri- the Syrian problem and the ISIS problem. And wouldn't Iran love to get their hands on the Israeli asset who was inside ISIS? Yes. Uh, and the argument some people were making was like, well, he didn't even know that that was necessarily like classified or bad, so you can't really be mad on him. I was like, no, I can be more mad at him for that. Yeah, this is what happens when you re- elect King Ralph. Yeah. Uh, King Ralph was nice, at least. But if you ignore the fact that somebody's probably going to die. Yeah. Uh, multiple people may die. And if you ignore the fact that a lot more people may die because of intelligence that we don't get. Right. Let's pretend like those things aren't going to happen. Yes, please. Um, it created my favorite thing from this week. Uh, is like, Putin's an asshole. Uh, sure. uh, he's a dictator who kills people. Sure. Uh, everything about him is bad. Uh, but I loved what he did. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, while Trump was sitting there going like, well, I didn't really do anything bad and you know i didn't give any classified information over but if i did i was totally completely had the rights to do it um putin was like you know what he didn't give us any classified information and if you guys want tapes of it we totally taped that meeting yeah we can we have all kinds yeah let us know if you guys want the tapes like we'll totally do it if you want an mp3 if you want a pdf yeah whatever whatever format you want it in we can give it to you because we, we were in the Oval <laughs> Office with a recording device that you didn't know about. FY to the I, it may still be there. Um, so whether it's true or not. Yeah. Like it's just a masterful troll. Yeah. The good guy, on you, man. The guy, you know, you gotta game recognize game. You gotta. Yeah. That like that fully felt like a situation where like, Putin and his buddies were just hanging out, and it was like, dude, you know, you know what we should do? Yeah. <laughs> we should totally tell them that we have a tape, but like, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Watch them freak out. Um, Did you see the, the video, by the way, from like a week ago of Putin playing hockey? No. Oh my God, it's amazing. So like, he, they, he, it was at some, some charity event or something, um, and like they had like hockey stars there and Vladimir Putin for some reason, and... Um, Putin kept scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. And nobody would hit him. In fact, whenever the puck came to him, everyone would skate away from him. Yeah. Or just sort of like stand there and he would go around them and like score. And he's not a... Ve- Putin's known as being an athletic guy. He's not a very good skater. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, so that was delightful. Yeah, um, yeah but I mean, are you going to fucking like, like cross check? Uh, I mean, if I had a, if I had a helicopter... Like that would get me out of the country real fast, right? But if you didn't, yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so so Putin has tapes. Putin has tapes of all that. Um, you know who else has been taped recently? Who? Paul Ryan. Really? Yeah, about a year ago, he and he and Kevin McCarthy, who's the House Majority Leader, mm-hmm. um, were taped. Yeah, they were taped. In How is that relevant, though? Well, it's relevant because we're talking about the Russians. Yeah, so we're talking they. about Trump. So were they. A year ago? A year ago. But the thing we're talking about just happened. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what 
what came out today during the 6 p.m. news hour. <laughs> yeah, where apparently all the news comes Appa- out now. For the last three days, three, three major stories, four major stories in three days, all between 5 and 6 p.m., like clockwork, as if Comey is going, you know what, every day, every day till you leave. I, th- I, think, I think here's what he's doing. I think he's going like, look, like, I could feed these stories to, like, Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. I could, you know, I could give these stories to, like, Aaron Burnett out front. Sure. You know, but, like, I got to make sure Matt Alice got the time to really, like, yeah, to put this together. You know, I got to make sure Anderson Cooper 360 is, like, ready to go. Yeah. So if I'm going to do this, yeah. like, I want to release it so those guys have enough time to, like, pull some video. Sure. Set up some, like, satellite I, I think interviews. He, I think he's also fucking with um, uh, Colbert. Because mm-hmm. they they tape like four forty five, so you know like mid taping, some intern is just running on stage and whispering in his ear, and yeah. Stevens just going, okay. Yeah, I wonder if like places like the Daily Show are just like you push know back, are like the, push back, push back. Yeah, um, it's possible, but um, as so, so tape yeah. of the story, so uh, Kevin McCarthy. And Paul Ryan and a bunch of other members of the Republican uh, House are having a little meet and greet. They're talking about Ukraine mm. um, because uh, apparently uh, that was would, in the, that was all in the news. At the it time. was in the news at the time. Uh, Crimea had just been lost, and 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 a guy from the Ukrainian government had come and spoken to Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan was sort of debriefing everybody, as I understand it. Anyway, this just happened, so forgive me for getting as much wrong as I normally do. Um, so Ryan is uh, debri- sort of debriefing everybody, talking through it, and so is Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and they're talking about, like, compromise and what Russia Russia does in these situations. And Kevin McCarthy says that Putin is definitely paying. Yeah. Or you know who I think... Right, I, I think... Trump, uh, I think Putin's paying Trump mm-hmm. and uh, somebody else, uh, a different uh, congressperson. Yeah. Uh, who is very pro right, Russia. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, Paul Ryan was immediately like, ha ha, ha that was a fun joke. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that because uh, that, that's not real. And he goes, like, no, I swear. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. everybody kind of laughs. And like, it's not clear from the transcripts how much of this was jokes and how much yeah. of it wasn't. If it was jokes, it was still real bad because jokes are kind of true sometimes. Right. And even if it was a joke, then Paul Ryan was was immediately after that, like, un- transcript basically yeah. being like, um, we all agree that we're never going to talk about this, right? Right. Nobody talks about this, right? Yeah. That's what makes us a family. Right. Is that we don't talk about this. Right. Uh, and for a year, nobody did. Right. Then they released the tape today. And, yeah, so... And and when and when they uh, when Washington Post contacted Ryan and McCarthy's people, both of them issued issued flat denials. Yeah. And then the Washington Post was like, "But we got tapes, though." And then they <laughs> said, "What we meant by denial was it was a joke." Right. And that's I mean again, like I said <laughs> earlier, we're learning so much about comedy right. because like I never knew that if I'm on stage and I'm about to make a joke. I need to swear everybody to secrecy. Right, no, it's after the joke. Oh, right, after right, the joke. right. No one can ever tell that I told this joke. Yeah. Rem- I mean, you remember when uh, the seven dirty words joke? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, when Carlin did the seven dirty words joke right after, he was like, all right, everybody, no one ever talked about right, this right, joke. Right, right, right. 
remember, uh, I mean, I, I had always wondered for years about that disclaimer that plays at the end of Saturday Night Live <laughs> yeah. and the Colbert uh, yeah. report. No one ever talked about this ever, No ever. one ever mentioned this ever or else, <laughs> just like this picture of wagging finger. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much of it was a joke or not. Uh, if it was a joke, it was still real bad. It was still them joking that Vladimir Putin controls the pres the, the the then Republican nominee for president. Uh, I believe I believe he was not uh, uh, the, the official nominee the, at the, the time. The closing on nominee, yeah. like he was like it was at a point where it was getting clearer and clearer. Um, I don't think I don't think you joke about that if you don't believe it's kind of true. Yeah. You know, in some in some way or another, that there's there there's yeah, like there's some smoke here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be making this joke. So after all of this, uh, Rosenstein was just kind of like, who earlier in this podcast we referenced Wait. as like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, was well, finally and, like, and, and in fairness, Ben Witt is still calling for his re- resignation. Yeah. Uh, was finally like, uh, fine. Um, you guys got me. Yeah. Like, all this horseshit. Fine. Um, and during the 6 p.m. hour, we pointed a special uh, count. Uh, 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 what was it? Uh, special special counsel. counsel. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in his defense, from all accounts that we've seen so far, a pretty badass one. Yeah. Uh, he for, went for Robert Mueller. Former head of the FBI who is resigning from his cushy job at a uh, high-priced law firm. Yeah. To uh, head this... To head this motherfucker up. And he was um, FBI director for like 12 or 13 years. Now, the FBI director position yeah. is a 10-year position by nature. Right. And Obama thought he did such a good job that he said, hey, can you hang around yeah. for an extra two years? Because right. I think you're like, I think you're pretty cool. Yeah. Mueller uh, got the job on September 4th, 2001. Mm-hmm. And took the agency through 9-11, rebuilt the agency, made sure that the agency was kept together and uh, transformed into what it is today, whether you like that or not. Um, But even if you don't, you kind of have to admit that if you want a Department of Justice, this is the guy to run a Department of Justice investigation. And and, and again, in Rosenstein's defense, um, (coughs) sorry, um, he basically was like, look, he is assigned to investigate Russian interference with the election and anything as it relates to that. Right. He's got broad powers. Yeah. He can set up his own shop. He has to get money from the, the DOJ, but he doesn't have any other an- uh, anything else to answer to. And uh, he also, he can't be fired by the president without cause. Mm-hmm. The president can direct an attorney general. The president can Archibald Cox him, but that would be a nightmare. The president would have to like order his attorney general and his deputy attorney general and down the line until he got somebody who wouldn't resign on that. Yeah. And if they did it without cause, I mean, then you're talking torches and pitchforks. Right. You can't at that point. So, um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, look, even odds that like, Either Mueller doesn't find anything because investigations can go that way, or Mueller doesn't want to end a presidency, you know, mm. politically, for whatever reason. 
or what or whatever. Like in six months, we might be hosting the I Hate Mueller podcast from right. beneath the risen ocean. But right now, I'm going to go home and have a beer and enjoy this because yeah. it does seem like something very important is happening. I'll, Mother Jones today ran <laughs> a, 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 an article about... Um, uh, Republicans starting to turn, yeah, and quoted one as being like, you know, I, I'm the first who has been speaking publicly about impeachment, and then had to issue a correction because other Republicans are now, know, yeah, being like, actually, I was the first to mention it, right? And just to be clear, the way that it works, because we we've spoken about it in the past, and like, you know, we we're like, we should really look up how impeachment actually works. So it starts. Uh, at the House. The House basically says, like, hey, we we believe that the president has done something wrong. So I believe at a simple majority. Um, Try in the House, convict in the Senate. Right. Yeah. So uh, once once the House has said, yes, you can now try him for something. Right. Um, then the Senate would do an investigation and uh, usually bring in some sort of judge, uh, you know, right. and have it be much more of like a a trial type situation. Right. Um, as happened with Clinton. With Clinton. Um, Clinton was acquitted. Yes. Clint, uh, Clinton was uh, impeached in the House, mm. but not convicted in the Senate. I think they fell a few votes short. Um, uh, you need a two thirds majority in the Senate. That would be pretty hard to get to, but, you know. I mean, it got pointed out, you never know what's going to happen in 2018. Uh, this is going to take its time. And, and you don't know, like, like in, the, in the Clinton case, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, far more gray area uh, than it was perhaps in Watergate. Yeah, I mean, like, Watergate, Nixon resigned because they were like, Oh, buddy, we got the votes. We got you dead to rights. Get out while you can. Right, and and I think in this case, like, if you have concrete proof of some shit that had gone down, um, yeah, I mean, these uh, it, it'd be really hard to stand by party in that situation. Right, and I think the party would at that point. Pro- it depends on what it is. It's entirely hypothetical. But if you if you have a smoking ass gun, party's going to jump ship to try and salvage something through Pence. Right, and he's going to get out before then anyway because he's not going to want to go through that. Like, brand-wise, he's not going to want to go through that. Like I've said, I think he retires due to health concerns. Yeah. So, we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. Um, Now that we are 58 minutes into our our podcast uh, about the opposite effect, uh, let's quickly hit what our opposite effect is because uh, we knew we could not talk about everything that that happened this week because (laughs) we're not... Physically capable of being in the same room and not talking about it. Right. Um, so we went basically as far away from that topic as you could possibly go um, to hit our um, right. to hit our opposite effect. Uh, so our opposite effect this week is about ducks. Cute ducks. The cutest ducks. So um, <coughs> here's what happened. Uh, is, there's a ramp, a couple ramps on... Um, the mall. Right. And for those of you unfamiliar with the geography of the mall, although you, you shouldn't be, uh, it's basically a, a giant um, 
field with a giant pond yeah. in the middle. The reflecting, po- the reflecting pool at the mall. This is the, the mall in D.C., not the mall at your... Yeah. In, that you go to when you're a teenager. This is this is where all uh, where the Capitol is. White House is at the other end, uh, uh, or at, sorry, at the Capitol's at one end. Washington Monument's at a, the other. There's all the monuments around it, and then White House is kind of off to one side of it. And there's a reflecting pool in the middle of it, and a bunch of ducks have started having duck families in the reflecting pool, which is nice. Ducks. Right. Who doesn't want ducks around? Well... Other than the fact that they like poop on stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's... If there's one thing that we as a country can come together on, (laughs) it's it's ducks. ducks. Except for Representative Mark Walker. Of? Of... Load, you motherfucker. Oh, I blocked him, so I can't (laughs) see where he's from. Okay. Um, Well, Google it. I think he's from North Carolina. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. He should be. Yeah. Representative Mark Wal- Walker um, is uh, is enraged about the ducks. Yes, he's from North Carolina. He's Republican. I know. Um, uh, specifically, he's enraged that the architect of the Capitol, which is an official government position, put together a couple ramps that allow the ducklings that the ducks have had to get up to the reflecting pool and out because the pool is built with a little lip. It's like a foot and a half. It's real hard for the ducklings if they get out of the pond to get back in. So the architect of the Capitol was like, it's better that we have these ramps than a fucking bunch of dead ducklings around. Mark Walker took to Twitter and tweeted a picture of the ramp and said, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it must be government waste. What a what a sack of crap. <laughs> what a, what an they... absolute sack of crap that man is. <laughs> you know what's government waste? Us paying your fucking salary, yeah. you sack of crap. <laughs> God damn it. You took to Twitter during work hours to do that. We pay you with our fucking taxes. You're a sack of crap. <laughs> if there's one thing that we agree on more than about ducks, it's baby ducks. Baby ducklings <laughs> are adorable, and they use a ramp to get in and out of the government pool we made right. for them. That is, that is physically a Hallmark card. That is like... Like, that... You have to stage that normally. Yeah, yeah, and that's just there in D.C. Right. Which is a magical land where they take care of ducklings, except for bridge troll Mark Walker, who fucking thinks that they should fucking die, apparently. I'll sack a crap. Um, so this week, we're asking you to... Uh, we're hoping you will join us in donating to the ASPCA. Yes, the ASPCA is the... Uh, Association for Prevention, the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, um, like th- like making baby ducks drown. Yeah, like like keeping baby ducks from getting to their parents who are swimming around and trying to show them how to be ducks. It's um, a wonderful organization. It's been around forever. You have definitely heard of the ASPCA. Please toss them a buck or two. Um, uh, there's a lot of human stuff going on. But uh, uh, our animal friends are still suffering. Yeah. And uh, it's important that we not forget that and that we take care of them as well. All right. Especially uh, the baby duck ones. Uh, that's, our, that's our rage for this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, hopefully we won't need an uh, emergency podcast ourselves now that I'm back. Because we would have done one. We would have done like four. Yeah, uh, but I physically got back yesterday. So this was Welcome as soon as we could back. record. 
Thank you. Uh, so hopefully I'll it'll see be you a week. About six thirty tomorrow. <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.